46% of podcast listeners express that they prefer listening to podcasts with video. They like to see people's facial expressions, reactions from hosts and guests, and it helps them to better focus on the podcast. So interesting to me because I think the advent of podcasting and the quick popularity of it from an audio, just a think audio podcast standpoint, was that you could be disengaged. You could be untethered yes. from a screen. Welcome to the Pod Circle Podcast, where we provide practical tips and insights for every podcaster. From aspiring podcasters to experts with hundreds of episodes under your belt and everywhere in between, these conversations dive into all the topics that matter most to you. All right, Kyle, what are we chatting about today? Today, we are asking the question, should I start a video podcast? Mm. Can you just start by telling us what is a video podcast versus what everyone else would just consider a podcast? Simply put, a video podcast is an audio podcast with a video component. So if you're watching this on YouTube, then you're watching a video podcast. Now, there are some audio podcasts, I'm thinking like Smartless, a really yeah. popular podcast. They put their audio podcast on YouTube and then they just kind of have like a motion graphic that plays the whole time. But you can't actually see them, you know, talking, interacting with guests, things like that. So a video podcast is where there are cameras involved, essentially. Here's the deal. Like the lines have kind of blurred, right, between video podcasts and just video content. I think yeah. typically something is categorized as like a video podcast when you can consume the entire content in yes. that form. But I think we're seeing so much more where people are giving you pieces of it or segments of it. I mean, I worked for an organization where we did podcasts a lot and we would take that episode. There was like the full episode with a static image, like you're saying Smartless does. And then there were three or four different chunks that were like five or six minutes out of that. And so I think it's just kind of gotten really confusing. But what is your advice when you have clients that say, should I start a video podcast? Should I use video? Hint, yes, you should use video. But Yeah. You, I mean, if you've listened to previous episodes of this podcast, you know our our thing is that we evangelize people to always record video for their podcast, even if they're not going to package it as an actual video podcast. So the reason mm -hmm. to record video is for your, your social media assets because people want to see you. They want to see your face yeah. on Instagram, LinkedIn, yeah. Facebook, TikTok. Talk to the people, you know, like I think the days of the just the static picture and the waveforms and the uh, subtitles, I think those days are probably over. And I think that's for the best because let's just be real. The Instagram algorithms are not going to reward that, you know. No. None of the social media algorithms want a lot of static anything. Um, mm -hmm. they're, it's all video now. So it's all video. Video is winning. For that reason. But also at some point, you might decide, you know, 10, 20, 30 episodes in, 100 episodes in, that you actually do want to start a video podcast. Well, that becomes a lot easier if you already have that backlog of videos because you can edit that content and release it. And so in, in a way, you've all, always had a video mm. podcast. So That's just smart. always a fan. And especially if you're using Riverside, like we always do, uh, we're a fully remote podcast, you and I. Yeah, we, we just always capture video. Now we've had a, a video podcast from day one, but it's very easy. You just, you press record and it's there whether you want to just grab the audio or not. So it's, I think it's a no brainer. Yeah. I think um, as a random side note, you just mentioned to me and we were kind of laughing about it before we started recording that. Every recording that we've done, sometimes we've recorded two episodes in one setting, 
but Mm -hmm. it's all been in a different room or different space because you are a digital nomad. And so I think that's really fun and just kind of speaks to the versatility that remote podcasting has given us in the last couple of years that we can have a video podcast, we can have an audio podcast, we can do this while living states or countries away from each other. Like right now you're in the UK and we yeah. are just finding time in the time zones to have yeah, time together. So It's almost two o'clock in the afternoon here. And what time is it for you? 8.45 here. Exactly. Working all but, the time um, zones in my head. I was like, what is, uh, got it. A lot so. of math, a lot of, uh, a lot yes. of math. A lot um, of but, math, but. Yeah, but this is, I mean, Riverside makes it so easy to record video and it's just a no brainer. Always record video. If you're an in-person podcast, Set up your iPhone, even if you just have mm-hmm. one iPhone for, for just you or for your guests as well, do a wide shot. One day we'll probably do a deep dive into camera setups for in-person Yeah, because if you have more than one person, I always recommend people have more than one camera uh, Camera, and we'll at some point we'll go into the reasons for that. So, But for now, Riverside works awesome. Um, and especially the way we at Pod Circle edit video podcasts, you know, it's really important from a production standpoint to always have something to cut to. So if right yes. now you see Mackenzie and I on screen, I just took a sip of coffee while she was talking. If the client doesn't want that, you know, then we can just cut mm-hmm. full screen to Mackenzie and cut me completely out of it. So from an editing and production standpoint, it's really nice. And Riverside, you know, if you have two people on screen like you and I, you have your camera, I have mine. It's easy from an editing standpoint to do that. Yeah. And so I think what I'm hearing you say is it's not if you should have a video podcast. Like we think definitely that's winning um, if you've got the ability to do that, if you've got the capacity to do that. But what I think, honestly, what I've seen is that wanting to do both at the same time. And if you're just starting out and your resources are limited, your time is limited, you don't really have a team behind you, wanting to launch with both can really be a barrier to launching. So I love how you said, yes, record the video anyway. And if someday you want to, once you've got some traction, once you've got your feet under your under you and you have, you know, some rhythms around this, then launch a video podcast. It's not an if, it's a when, find the right timing. Because I just think this idea that I have to have both and it has to be perfect and I have to have my entire brand aesthetic figured out and have, you know, when you move to a video podcast, you're bringing in a whole nother slew of tasks and things that you need to do. So don't let it be a barrier to launching. I think that's my biggest, biggest encouragement is start small today, launch with an audio podcast. You've got an idea. Let's get it out in the world. Let's test it. And as you get more into it, you're going to get your feet and you're going to look better on camera mm-hmm. and know what you're doing and, you know, just kind of feel those rhythms once you've gotten into it and know what your messaging is. So, yeah, not an if, when. Don't let it keep you from from launching. Yeah, it's true. And we we pulled some interesting stats, which are honestly kind of surprising to me. A group called The Morning Consult did a, a study earlier this year in 2023, mm-hmm. January, uh, said 46% of podcast listeners express that they prefer listening to podcasts with video. They like to see people's facial expressions, reactions from hosts and guests, and it helps them to better focus on the podcast. And so interesting to me because I think the advent of podcasting and the quick popularity of it from an audio, just a think audio podcast standpoint, was mm-hmm. that you could be disengaged. You could be untethered yes. from a screen. You could be walking, driving, you know, going to the, like at the gym, 
You don't have to be visually engaged. And I think that we're kind of reaching this era to where, especially for people that have already have a pretty well-formed podcast and have a loyal Mm -hmm. following, people want to take that next step to, to where it's like, and you and I were talking about this the other day. You were asking me like, hey, do you actually watch any video podcasts? Because yeah. I think you kind of like just the audio podcast. And like, actually, there are a few video podcasts that I do watch. And interestingly, I might actually start out on the audio podcast if I'm out and about, mm-hmm. you know, with with my son and we're, you know, going for a walk or whatever. And I'll get, you know, halfway through an episode. And then once I get home, because um, I listen to a You'll lot of podcasts. Uh, at that point. I'll pick it up, but like, I'll find like, oh, we're around 20 minutes. And I'll I'll continue watching it on YouTube, which I wonder how many other people kind of consume content this, a similar way than that. Yeah, I think that's an interesting thought because I think the advent of it was I'm going to be doing something else. I'm going to be driving. I think statistically, like the number of things people do are like working out, driving in their cars, commuting. You know, they're like got that distractible thing. But also we're seeing a massive number of people. I think the number two reason people consume podcasts now is to learn something. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you're wanting to learn, you're wanting to focus in, you're wanting to look at it and really pay attention where you're not just consuming passively. I'm in a season of my life where I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I consume passively in the background. Mm. Now, if Dak Shepard had his experts and experts on video, I probably would watch because Mm. sometimes I don't catch everything because I am passively consuming it. So Interesting. So that... That specific podcast, like the experts on experts, that one in particular. I wouldn't do the celebrities. I would do the extras on experts. Right. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, because yeah. some of that stuff can be uh, can kind of go over your head a little bit. Eh? You're just like, what was that again? You're rewinding it, but um, yeah. so I wonder, like, who who else do you think is doing this video podcasting well? You said you listen to a couple, and you'll even transition from your phone over to your computer to consume the rest of it. Who's doing it well? The Kelsey Brothers, New Heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say of of NFL fame, but maybe I should just say of Taylor Swift Taylor fame at this Swift point. Um, I, I have just become in their algorithm. I keep getting um, tons and tons of their clips to my Instagram because yeah. I'm in Taylor Swift's algorithm. Yeah, Taylor Swift's algorithm. That's right. I mean, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. I love stand-up. Pete Holmes, he just added, you know, within the past year, a video element, so... Mm-hmm. I like watching his um, several po- like comedy podcasts. There's one called Pen Pals, and they have a, a video component as well. They're a- they're actually one that I'll often, like I said, start the audio podcast, and then I'll maybe even mm-hmm. sometimes go back and watch the video version if they just had like a, a really great guest or something. So, you know, everyone's familiar with the Joe Rogan podcast. His is interesting yeah. because he has an exclusive deal with Spotify. You can consume the video in the Spotify mm-hmm. app. Really? Or if you want to turn the like, lock your phone, like put it in your pocket, it'll just turns the video off and the audio keeps playing, which I think is where you're going to see a lot more podcasts go. I think yeah. having both of those options available within one app, I think that Spotify has made a lot of investment in that. I think that's why they paid big bucks for Joe Rogan yeah. you know, and, and others to come over. But for him in particular, and, I'm, and I just bring up him because he's kind of the podcast god right now, I guess, in terms he of really engagement. Is. He releases just clips of his podcast on YouTube. YouTube. Okay. So not full episodes, just clips. And one might say, well, why does he do that? If he's already got a a video podcast on Spotify, what's because YouTube is a big old search engine and it's a very Mm. well visited and resourced search engine. And it's a huge way that people find new podcasts. So that's the reason that he does it. That's the reason I will say that you should record video and also 
do that. Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to compete with TikTok right now, including Instagram. So YouTube has something called YouTube Shorts. YouTube Shorts are, you know, 60 to 90 second. I can't remember their time limit, but just short form clips that you can yeah. put up of the podcast. And then in the bottom, you can even link it out directly to the episode that it came from. So it's all about kind of driving that traffic where you want it to go. That's an interesting point we haven't really talked about is the discoverability that you get on YouTube. So even if you're not doing a full podcast show, we really encourage you doing those clips because it's going to serve you things that are kind of in that vein quickly after the same way your Instagram algorithm would, where on a podcast platform, they don't really do that. You roll one episode, you finish it, and it's going to just give you another episode or you know, whatever, whatever's next on your queue. So that's an yeah. interesting thing, I think, especially because YouTube is, uh, they have invested in that because they are a part of Google. So they yeah. know about the algorithm and that's really interesting. Totally. Anything else that you would kind of encourage people in starting a video podcast from a brand aesthetic and how important is it to have a consistent background? I mean, we kind of joked that you and I have done this <laughs> in other rooms and so I go back and forth. I mean, real talk. I'm in a different room when we record every other podcast because a lot of times we record two at one time and then I move to a different city and I'm in a co-working space right now. So is it a hill that I'm willing to die on? Clearly not because, you know, I'm in an office rented co-working office space right now with a white background and it sounds like a gymnasium in here. It's so, you know, it's a very live room. Now, once I- We're not keeping it, we're not letting it keep us from doing the thing, right? Nope, because we're doing the things we can. We have nice mics. I've got a pretty decent camera. And frankly, I'm a pretty good audio editor. I've been doing it for a long time. And so I can clean it up and make it sound presentable. But I think most podcasters aren't like me. They have a static, somewhat of a static Mm -hmm. situation. And um, so we've talked a lot about a lot of the best practices there. But I think from a brand perspective, it's more than just the background. That's important if you have consistency in that. But I think you can also provide consistency in other ways. And the way that you're branding the clip, the way that you're designing the templates, there's a lot you can do around that too. And I think if you've got a solid brand, that's going to help it take it to that next level. It's going to help it step up. You'll notice that all of our um, Pod Circle podcasts are in a similar color and vein. And so they look familiar. Scroll yeah. through your Instagram you know what it's going to look like when we've got a reel with a clip from PodCircle Podcast. Yeah, it's always going to have the PodCircle logo up in the upper right. You know, I don't think we do anything special with our subtitles necessarily, but you can incorporate your your brand colors into your... Brand colors, yeah. And your subtitling, you can use frames. I mean, you and I, we just... Some of our reels are branded and mm-hmm. some of them aren't. Um, and we're okay. kind of experimenting with what performs better. We would do yeah. that the same thing for clients, like... Sometimes the algorithm doesn't like a lot of graphic design and like text. And so we try to keep a good pulse on on what's going on there. But since our content is so topical, sometimes it does work really well to say like, hey, like we just released a reel yesterday. It's when to hire a podcast editor. And Mm -hmm. so for our viewers, you know, for the people that follow us on socials, that's probably a question that they're either asking or they've asked at some point. And so hopefully that we've earned their their eyes and ears for 60 seconds on that. Yeah. But sometimes it's best just to put you and your guests up there, stack one on top of the other and get some subtitles for accessibility and rock and roll and, and not overcomplicate yeah. it. I think the, the biggest thing, and this is what you and I preach all the time, is just consistency, doing it on a consistent yep. basis, provide value, provide value, provide value on a consistent basis and play that long game. 
I think our final thoughts are video is the way of the future, but do what you can do today. Start small, yep. get it out there. Uh, imperfectly produced is better than perfectly not produced. So yep. make it happen and get it out there and stay consistent and show up. You've got this. Right on. We talked a lot about all the things that go into launching a podcast. So if you need help launching, you can check out our complete podcast starter kit at podcircle.com slash start. And you can get that free resource today. You can. You can also follow us at PodCircle. Jump over to Instagram, follow us at PodCircle. We produce a lot of short clips over there just that are mm-hmm. bite-sized tips uh, for podcasters. So uh, jump over there, give us a follow. Uh, Mackenzie and I, we also do strategy sessions, um, mm. which we love to do, which are super, super helpful for, I was going to say for new podcasters to help them get off on the right foot, but a, but even people that have been podcasting for a while and maybe they're hitting a wall and they're like, man, I'm struggling with, you know, my download numbers have stagnated or I'm, I'm kind of running out of ideas, but I see the value mm-hmm. of this podcasting thing. I'm, I just feel kind of stuck and not, I'm not sure where to go. Um, I'm going to drop a link in the show notes where you can schedule just a 20 minute discovery call with me and and see if we might be a good fit to help you get unstuck and gain some clarity around your podcast. So a couple links there in the show notes for you as always. Anything else for you, Mackenzie? No, I think that's it. We'll see you next week. All right. See you next week. <laughs>